So, you're fans of torture? Well, torture podcast, of course. Allow us to introduce ourselves. I'm Beth. And I'm Bailey. And we, we are True Crime b and We do a podcast every week. We release on Fridays. And every week we'll bring to you two different true crime stories. First we'll bring you a disturbing story. And then one that will hopefully uplift your spirits a little bit. We'd love to have you listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, so join us every week on Friday. Find us anywhere you find your podcasts on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Amazon, I don't know anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and also you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at True Crime BNB. Did we even mention that we're mom and daughter? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you join our crime family. Bye. Bye. Okay, see. See Dan, see? Little red light. Is it recording? Little red light. See little red lights on? See? That means yeah. I'm recording. That yeah. means you can see the that minutes ticking by and everything. So that, now that doesn't mean jack shit to me. <laughs> it's I do not trust it. One bit. It wasn't on last time. <laughs> so, so the little red light means we're recording. So we're good to go. Once again. <laughs> The subject of today's episode is a whole host of tortures, including psychological, financial, social, and if the person is just unlucky enough, physical, before the whole thing is done with. And it was used more often than you might think. The main reason? Because it was absolutely free for the state to carry out. In fact, they often made money once carrying it out. But what makes it really stand out is that unlike other types of torture, this could be completely reversed. Not to be confused with Jesse James or Billy the Kid, the world has the word has changed meaning slightly since the Middle Ages. Today we cover the process of outlawry, otherwise known as outlawing. Part two, electric poogaloo. This time it's personal. I'm Kevin Young. Technically part three. <laughs> Technically part three. I'm Kevin Young. I'm Dan Harrigan for and the third time. This is fucking torture. <laughs> I think going through the process of having to re-re-re-re-re-record. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, we never got around to actually recording the second time because uh, my fucking Wi-Fi issue. <laughs> But, I'm sorry, tech, technically, we never got around to recording the first time. <laughs> the first time. Okay, so let's just let people know. So we know for a fact, ladies and gentlemen, that this is a, a great subject, be a great fucking episode with good conversation, good dialogue. And we know this because we fucking done it once already. Yep. Problem is, there's a little button on this thing that I have. <laughs> the red circle on it that you have to press in order to fucking record it. And I decided to just not do that. What we'll have to do is release a special Patreon episode yes. where it's just my audio because that's the only thing that recorded. Yes! And it's just me saying, yep, yep, yep. Mick Jagger. That's interesting. That's, yep. that's yep. exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Put up Because 
when you send me yours, when you send me uh, your recording, so I can you know splice in and everything, uh, I can barely hear myself. I don't know why, mm. but I can kind of hear myself. So let's put it up there and just let people like kind of listen to me, and then all of a sudden you're super loud, and then it kind of. I might pull it up and trans transcribe it and throw it up or something. Um, but no, we had we, it was a great fucking episode, great conversation. We started off the episode talking about uh, how the queen, how you felt about you and your family, how <laughs> felt about the death of the queen. Because as we recorded this, happened about a week ago, ten days, something like that. Um, we're not going to do that now because it wouldn't be well, organic. Her funeral has her funeral has been on since. Yes, uh, it was two, last uh, two nights ago. Yeah, I think. Think so. Yeah. Uh, short version of the conversation was we don't care. <laughs> it was it was how do you feel about the queen uh some people care we don't same here some people care yep. we don't okay if it wasn't for them we wouldn't have a show <laughs> that's pretty much the the basis of the conversation so we're not gonna cover that that's true anymore. we're not gonna talk about that anymore um no i i went in after the whole shit and i was talking to my wife and i told her about how great the episode was how much fun it was and that was a show that could bring people in and she's like, I heard you out there hooting and hollering. You were screaming. It sounded like you're having a real good time. I was like, yeah. But I forgot to hit record. And she's like, no, babe. And I said, I'm sitting out there screaming, fuck. And she goes, oh, my God, that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's probably what you heard. <laughs> Me hating myself. That's the thing. I went downstairs and my wife was like, hey, so did you have fun? How was it? Blah, blah, blah. This is great. Gotta do it again. <laughs> Kevin's a fucking idiot. I keep. Lo- I know I hit record. I showed you. I keep looking down to make sure it's still recording because I'm terrified. You know, we have to get one of those big on-air signs yes. to put up behind you. Once you hit, since you press it, so hit record. You go, Boop. Yeah, need to do something. So we're not going to talk about like the queen and all that shit today. Uh, here's a question for you, Dan. People who haven't yep. seen you, they see that you. I see that you have a giant Slipknot tattoo on your arm. The big S. Yep. I'm actually wearing my T-shirt today. Nice. So I have yeah. to ask you, since you're you obviously are into at least certain types of metal. How do you feel about the band Ghost? I want to say I haven't sit sat down and really listened listened to them. Okay. I've listened to some of their stuff. Some of it I've liked, some of it wasn't as big of a fan. Like the, I know the release that's on Rats was only about four years ago or so. I think yeah. that's a great song, but um, yeah. I haven't delved into them enough. Like them and Ramstein as well. It's kind of so two I'm a bands. Huge, I'm are, a huge Ramstein. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's the thing. I I've, I have them on Spotify. I haven't given them a proper listen to yet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because they're one of those polarizing groups that I keep seeing people talk about how much they love them, and it's like. I, I don't know why, because I'm not a fan. I think it, I think it's because it's a whole thing with them. You know what I mean? It's not just a band. Yeah. You know, they're like this whole experience. I know it's a whole thing mean. behind them, and they look like a band that I should absolutely love. They look like a band, yeah. but they don't sound anything like they, they look don't like sound a thing well, like what they look like. No, no, no. Well, I was shocked when I first heard them. I was like, what the hell? You know. Oh, I was like, sorry, I just had a kitty cat pocket. Oh. But yeah, um, they yeah, they don't sound anything like I expected them to. Yeah. Either, so. yeah the band that you're wearing a t-shirt on, that's one band I could never get into. Coheed! 
Yeah. Oh, uh, one of my Never. favorite bands. You? Fucking love them. Shut up, God. Fucking love them. We've seen. I it. don't know what it is. It's the singer kind of. I don't know what it is. Too high pitched of a voice. Too, too... It's not, yeah, but then I listen. I listen to Dinosaur Junior, and if you listen to them, Jay Maskis is one of the most horrific singers I've ever heard. But I love him. <laughs> so. See, Claudio Sanchez from Cody Cameron can sing his fucking ass off, but you gotta like that high pitched emo type voice. The music is no longer that much emo. When they first came out, they were extremely emo, and they're not really emo anymore. They're, they've gone more to the to the, the harder rock side of emo, whatever. Um, but yeah, his voice you have to be you have to like that type of voice. And my wife is, I mean the only man in the world should probably leave me for would be Claudio Sanchez. He can't Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but I, I love that. Not, not, I'm not a fan of every single thing they put out, but I'm not a fan of any, uh, every single thing anybody's put out. There's always something that yeah, I don't yeah. like about man. So, but no, I, I'm a huge Coheed fan. I love Coheed, but they don't make themselves out. They don't come out looking like they're going to be a fucking death metal band and then sound like they're fucking lighter <laughs> yeah. hair metal. It's like, is this Cinderella? Am I listening to Cinderella? Is this Cinderella? Yeah, they're, they're very strange, like in the sense that it's like this really weird kind of um, nearly, nearly industrial, nearly operatic, nearly. Yeah, I don't know what way yeah, it's like they can't it's, it's like there's not like a, a, a genre to really put them in because they're kind of all over the place I don't know that's been kind of because I've heard a lot of people that I a quote unquote respect talk about how much they love them and it kind of kind of hurt me a little bit like why <laughs> why <laughs> even even one that's... of the guys who does the morning radio here um <laughs> He's like, man, I was really excited to see Ghost because I'd heard that rat song and I liked it. And then I went and saw him live and they were really good live. And then I saw and then I so I downloaded their music and I was so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not as much of a, a metal head as most think because of the fact that like Slipknot are like one of my top three favorite bands. Yeah. But, um, it, they're just not really as long of a list of metal stuff as there is I'm more of a 90s grunge head like Nirvana Alice in Chains yeah, yeah. stuff like that so so I'm more of a gruff okay voice uh-huh. thing yeah, yeah I'm that's more in the metal more my jam yeah I'm definitely more in the metal end which, which brings me to the next what like, the same radio show was doing a game the other day to see to win tickets was um are these death metal death metal bands or D and D terms? <laughs> I was like, yes, finally one I can win. And I only got one wrong. I don't remember what but I got one wrong. But most people got them all wrong because it's amazing how many D and D terms sound like death metal band. Yeah. All right. I just I, I just needed to know how you felt about that. I didn't want to lose respect for you, but it, you know, it is. <laughs> okay. I like rats. <laughs> yeah, that that was a decent like song. Most... I'll give you that. That was a decent song. It was the only song of them I really know. I've heard a few of them that I didn't like, but that was the only that that's a decent song. All right, Dan. Now, when I say the word outlaw, which has absolutely nothing to do with anything that we've been talking about so far, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Um. Well, now that we've talked about this already, Mick Jagger. The first <laughs> that comes to mind. But um. 
yeah, obviously the Wild West right. um, frontier. Yeah, kind of wanted posters uh, that are alive. alive, not Bon Jovi bounty thing. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most would say the Wild West. People living outside the rule of law live by their own set of rules. Usually, uh, robbers, thieves, gangsters of some sort. Person who constantly breaks the law is at large and you'd be right as far as today's meeting but that's not exactly what it always meant uh now it's more uh always oh, an outlaw steer clear he'll get you back in the middle ages it was more oh he's an outlaw get him so the idea of out with the pitchforks exactly pitchfork yeah he's a fucking frankenstein's monster uh, so the idea of outlawing someone was thought to be started by the Normans, a group of North men that settled in northern France, found the city of Normandy. Uh, think Rollo from the Vikings when he stays in France and becomes royalty. Spoilers if you haven't seen that, you know, that part of the Vikings that's been out for like, what, eight, seven, eight years. Uh, that's what happens. Um, there's also writings supposedly 8th century uh, English texts that allude to outlawing or stated outright fell out of favor in England for a little while, but came booming back in the 1200s, which we will get to in just a little bit. Before we can get too much into it, can't talk about outlawry without having a conversation about the process of exiling, which is what outlawry really is, an extreme version of exile. Uh, with the standard exile, you are shipped off somewhere, told to leave and not return, either forever or for a certain amount of time. If you return before you're supposed to, you got locked up or killed. The oh. uh, process of exiling seems to have started back in the Roman ages, possibly 3rd century BCE, with a penalty called Aquae et Ignis Interdicto, or to forbid water and fire. So you're just uh, literally you're not allowed to give somebody water to drink or fire to either warm themselves or heat their food. You know, and you like a very poetic way of saying you're fucked. <laughs> basically. Pretty much. It's like what I got all Latin they always manage to sound like there's no direct way of saying anything in that language by looks of things. Is there? Is there it's all roundabouts? Is there a you're fucked in Latin? Uh, any any Latin scholars out there that happen to be listening to a podcast on torture? Let us know if there's a Latin for you're fucked. F V C K. I imagine it's written in weird like shapes instead of uh, letters, or I guess that'd be Greek. Um. So exile happens for many reasons, criminal, political, religious, some are forced, some are voluntary. Uh, Cicero, Eric the Red, and most, famous, most famously Napoleon were all exiled. And of course, Dan, I, I can't forget Ivan the Terrible once exiling a bell to Siberia. <laughs> He's sitting over there. That's with my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. Yes, a uh. bell. Uh, so the inhabitants of the town of they rang you need to drink a bunch of milk before you speak it <laughs> yeah. for those for those uh eastern european 
uh, countries. You have to have a ball of phlegm in your mouth. Uh, so they rang their bell to rally a demonstration against Ivan the Terrible, and he exiled the bell to Siberia after he executed about 200 nobles. So, you know. It's the most badass bell but, ever. As we said before, like I can... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Let's keep getting these images of the the bell being held up on this pedestal ever since. The bell was uh, stayed in Siberia for about 200 years. But really, who got off worse? The nobles who died or the bell who had to go to Siberia for 200 years? The bell, it's cold in Siberia. You know, you know what? Like it's made of brass, I'd say, most likely. And that that looks cold for you. Uh, so well, I don't know. It might have been cheap belt, might have been an expensive belt, might have been steel. I don't know. Either way, it's still I mean, damn cold. The, so. the town of oh, I wouldn't imagine would have a ton of money for a pretty brass bell. So probably, uh, I don't know, plastic maybe. Who knows? <laughs> plastic. That's <laughs> 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 he, he basically banished the bell for being a shit, really shit bell. <laughs> yeah, like he did really crappy he didn't job. Bad he made out of plastic. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't banish it because he was upset that they were ringing it. He banished it because it was just shit. And he was hoping that the cold in Siberia would just take care of it. But it made it really. It was... Did he know plastic takes over 100 years to disappear in the earth or whatever the hell it is? Well, it was like way back in the day where they had that plastic, which was like two inches thick for everything that they used, and you could fucking kill somebody with it. That's probably what they made it out of black plastic that is always thicker anyway outlawing came almost um, exclusively by the order of court or king henry the third loved it we'll get more to him in a few minutes okay dan let's go all the way back 13th century england one of your favorite places i know and let's say someone accuses you of murder you would never do that but Uh, A plaintiff would make a public accusation called an appeal in the county court. Now you would be summoned to court. The common rule of the time was that if you were accused of something and then didn't stand in court and declare your your innocence, you were probably guilty. That hasn't really changed a whole lot in the, you know, few hundred years. If, you know, they say, oh, you got to come to court because you might have done this and you flee it's a good chance that you're probably fucking guilty. And they're much nicer about the process now than they were back then. Yeah, because you still... Like, yeah. If, yeah, like a few episodes ago, I found out that I'd be dragged across the bottom of a ship just for taking an orange. So exactly. God only knows what happened if I murdered somebody and then didn't show up for the day in court. I just don't want scurvy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now, even, even though if, even if you run, they catch you, they bring you back, you still have trial. They still have to prove you're guilty. It just, it doesn't look very good on you. But back then, if you, if somebody said that you did something and you like deuces, I'm out, uh, more than likely it's like, okay, well he's guilty. Just, you know, do whatever we need to do. Uh, much easier to run back then though. Yeah. Use the thing, which is part of why they were so. Well, I was going to say it's probably why you were so um, strict in their punishments for things, but at the same time, I think they were just strict in the punishment for things because religion, you know, and the times, and, and yeah, and yeah, shit. yeah, and every, everybody seemed to be an asshole. But yeah, it, it's one of those <laughs> things that say it'd be much easier to uh, to get up and vanish than the, obviously more than it would be now with 
digital age and everything. Yeah. Well, and yeah. like we had said in the uh, Robert Hansen episodes, um, you know, you couldn't get away with a lot of shit now that you could get away with even even then even in the, even the 70s, yeah, like, 80s in the because 70s, 80s, yeah yeah it's crazy like the yeah. difference so like, go go even further back get away with a lot more shit i mean yeah. jack the ripper probably would have been caught in you know a week but yeah and as we were saying actually last time as well was the, the whole thing is imagine being a twin and in this situation, <laughs> yeah, we'll, you know, so yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that part. That'd be even worse. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, excuse if you hear the noise of this cat now because he's actually jumping up in my lap. One of the sassholes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's the sassiest of the lot. We are. I'm yeah. going. I'm going to. I'm going to post the sassholes Instagram account to the show notes. So everybody, go look at Dan's cats. They are fun to follow. Yeah, it's my wife's account, yeah. Anyway. Full control. You go away. Regardless of if you were guilty or not. Huh? I said I'm going to have to exile this cat out of the room in a minute. (laughs) Outlawry! Yeah. (laughs) So regardless of if you were guilty or not, a summons is a summons, and if the court wants you there, you need to be there. If you fail to show up, the writs of Capius were issued by the courts directing the sheriff to arrest the individual. Uh, Three successive and civil and minor criminal matters, one or two for treason, rebellion, or homicide. Now, if the sheriff still failed to find the defendant, the next step was to sue out a writ of exigent. Now, this said that the defendant could not be found, did not have any goods in that country, and and thus could not be attached or distrained, goods seized or goods seized to enforce his appearance it directed the sheriff to make a proclamation at the at five successive county courts ordering the defendant's appearance upon pain of outlawry if he still had failed to appear by the fifth proclamation he was then declared an outlaw that was not the only way someone could become an outlaw but it was definitely one of them oh looky there up on your on your chair i just now know i just looked yeah up. he's <laughs> yeah he's climbing all over me he's very cuddly today for some reason oh, it's probably because he hears me talking you see possibly. Um, so he's hopefully gonna stay there but uh, yeah sorry i was gonna say there is like this is primarily what we're talking about here in the uk law right wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah so definitely yeah yeah so yes yeah, so the reason i was gonna say it is because if, if you think about it like i know it's something that we kind of briefly touched on before but if you have to report to five courts in a single county, the counties are fairly big areas yeah. in the UK. They were anyway; they're even bigger back then, you know, than they than they are now. Yeah. You know, because they've been subdivided since. So I can't imagine how you managed. To... Well, it's so harder to get to then than what it is now. Well, and it... cost an awful lot of money if you had to imagine get a taxi all the way around there and a horsey taxi and car. All the way well, I imagine the, the sheriff room. just takes whatever the fuck. I imagine sharing of sheriff of Nottingham just takes whatever the fuck he wants and just goes goes about his merry way. Yeah, true enough. But uh, but uh, how the fuck do you know? If somebody somebody, so they send you a summons to court. But if you're just some fucking guy who shifts shit shifts through shit in a fucking river all day, how the fuck are you gonna know that? There's a summons out for you. And then how the fuck are you going to know that this guy's going to five different courts? You you could live your entire life and never know that you are wanted for murder. 
So they didn't have That's the fucking point, they didn't man. have the internet back then. I, mean, I I don't know if this was something where everybody was expected to go to the court once a month and look or something. I I don't know. It didn't have anything. Maybe they put a big piece of paper up on the wall or in a door. Well, the, like maybe. is that whole thing like town criers? I suppose. Possibly. First billboards, just post them. Just yeah. Uh, wanted dead or I mean, it wouldn't be wanted dead or alive quite yet, but getting there. So I don't know. I don't know how they expected people to know, um, unless it was just a common. You know, if you're supposed, if if there's something going on, you. I guess it got around. Uh, but that being said, yeah, if you commit murder, then you more likely want to be looking out to see <laughs> is my name up on that. See, wall here's the thing: or... is that you didn't have to commit the murder for somebody to go say that you committed a murder. It didn't have to be like That's a true. bunch of it. He's like, oh, I saw this guy. He did it. How do you know? Uh, he seems like the type of person who witches. He's a witch. And then, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. they go looking for you. Uh, it was my evil twin. Yeah. <laughs> now, a lot of outlaws back then had actually already been caught and released after being found guilty. Uh, instead of locking you up, which costs money, or executing you, which also costs money, the court simply outlaws you. So you might be wondering, what the fuck does that mean? Well, not that you live outside the rule of law, like your outlaws of the Westerns, but that you live outside the protection of the law. So that's where psychological torture kicks in, because in one fell swoop, you can now be robbed, raped, kidnapped, or murdered by anyone at any time, and there's nothing anyone could or would do to stop it. Those protections of the law no longer apply to you. Now, on the last episode, I like to give the hints about what the next episode's going to be, and I had a fucking horrible hint of, oh, the word means the opposite of what it means now, and then it's fucking horrible. When, right after we stopped recording, I looked down, yes, we are still recording, in case you wanted to know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I know I am. <laughs> at the end of the fucking recording, we get off as like, you know what would have been, been a better hint? John Wick. The end of the, again, spoiler, if you haven't seen it, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, yeah, as I already said, I'm going on record. It's been recorded twice now, <laughs> as of now. It's true. Sort your goddamn life out. It's true. Sort your goddamn life out. We will get the page- we'll get, damn movie. We will get the Patreon going, and we will put Dan's half of the original episode out, and you will hear him tell you yeah. to get your fucking life sorted out if you haven't seen the John yeah. Wick movies. Anyway, um, the end of John Wick, uh, he he... He no longer has protection, and there's actually a bounty out for him, which happened quite a bit as well. They, you know, anybody can kill you if they want. It, it, if you were somebody who they caught, found guilty, and sent out, they wouldn't put a bounty out on you because they already had you. But if you were somebody who hadn't been caught yet that they were looking for, and they outlawed you without representation, more than likely they'd be like, wanted dead or alive you know, bring them in. We'll give you however much money. So it's a lot like, it's pretty much the end of John wick. He, I mean, I imagine John Wick when I do that four pictures that summarize our episode, it's just going to be a John wick from each movie. <laughs> a, a different John wick and they all look alike. Yeah. And, and me with a, uh, sort of goddamn life out face. That's right. On. Uh, so, yeah, you live in constant fear of being assaulted and killed by anyone. Now, if you killed an outlawed man, you needed to declare it immediately. 
Outlawed men weren't seen as men anymore. But if their family was able to prove his their innocence or get the order reversed, and then they found out that you had killed them, you could technically be put on trial for murder. So don't wait. If you're out, if yeah, you, everybody, yeah, out, everybody there. out there, if you hear somebody got outlawed and you go and you decide to kill them, let somebody know. Otherwise, you could be fucking yourself. KY, you know here. here, here's, here's the thing for you. If you have already killed somebody, you might be curious if they are outlaws or not. The best thing to do <laughs> is go down to your local police department, hand yourself in, tell them, hey, I killed this guy. Is he an outlaw? You find out pretty swiftly. So go to your local constabulary and say, have you ri- yep. <laughs> have you seen the writ of Capius or writ of exigent? <laughs> <laughs> Has the sheriff gone to five counties in the court? <laughs> yeah. So and, and what it is, if you kill the guy and then they go and reverse it or find that he's you know innocent or whatever. And then they found out, find out that you killed them. It's like, well, we don't know if you killed him before or after. So we're going to assume it was after. So Showed him the mummified corpse. Yes. It's like, well, he's <laughs> obviously been said. dead for weeks. And they're yeah. like, that's what people look at. It's like, this is the 1200s. That's what people look like when they're sleeping. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, if you're out there and you murder anybody, go, go check. You never know what might happen. Yeah. Uh, so on top of all that, since the law no longer recognizes you... You lose all of your possessions, property, and titles, which extends to your family. If the court simply killed you, your family would still keep your wealth, land, position, and society. But if you are outlawed, all that goes away. And if you're head of the household, it goes away for everyone. And where does all that land and wealth go? Well, to the state, of course. The king meaning that for everyone they outlawed, the more money and land the state got. So it was really... Can you imagine how many people they outlawed just for the sake of it? Like, I'd say that was definitely had to have been a thing. Like, to turn around and... So say if old Jim down the road wouldn't sell the parcel of land to the local government because they wanted to expand upon their local Ill, house of ill repute yeah. or something that they were controlling then you'd imagine then that they'd simply outlaw the person, <laughs> take all the land away. We want to put it, we want to put it. Who's going to prove otherwise? We're going to put a highway like, through your t- uh, through your house, so you can either sell it to yeah. us or run for your life. It's going to be one or the other. Yeah. It would not be surprised. Oh, no, I would not be. It's, it's, the, the, the country we're in, at the time we're in, it, obvi- it, it easily could have happened. Easily. I'm sorry, it would happen. It wouldn't be surprised if it happened now. <laughs> true, true, true. There's a lot of... Uh, if if yeah. they did that same thing, then it would not be surprised if it happened now. Because there's, loads, there's just the modern version of it, which is, you know, killing them. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, uh, you know, or paying them off yeah. or whatever. I mean, just, just a it's very... I don't know, it depends on what sort of movies you watch, what sort of imagination you have about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, with some of the things that you and I were messaging to each other, uh, we have the imagination for it, but um, I don't, I don't know. If we want to get into that with people. Cereals. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, to understand exactly 
how, why they would do this, how they would do this, how many people this happened to. You can look at the judicial records for the county of Gloucestershire uh, in England in 1221. There were 330 cases of murder tried. That's a lot for one county for one year. Um, only 14 of those were found guilty and hanged. 100 were declared outlaw and set loose. The other 216 were either found innocent or given some other form of punishment, breaking rocks in a yard or something. But a hundred of those were like, okay, you murdered somebody, so we're just going to take all your shit, and good luck to you. And then they send them out in the world, and I imagine somebody's just standing out, just outlawed, uh, outlawed here, anybody in the mood, outlawed. <laughs> yeah, it'd probably be like... um. The good old scene of Game of Thrones, and which is the which is Starks is a deal. Yeah, boy, when the the Battle of the Bastards. Uh-huh. Just imagine it kind of like that. That's like he's an outlaw. Rome, everything, everybody's just sitting there waiting. <laughs> well, um, yeah, and this I believe this last one was where you said, "Man, it would have sucked to have a twin, or be a twin." It actually would have been really yeah. great to have a twin, and been horrible to be a twin. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Especially when they start putting <laughs> yeah, up. They, they both go out and murder two different people. <laughs> they both have to go on their own, blaming the other person. It's like some really crappy, was it, what's your man's name again? I think it's like Jeremy Corbyn or whatever. I can't remember the guy's name. It's a author, anyway. It's like a book that that guy would write. Yeah, Jeremy Corbyn. No, no, that's, that's, a, that's a British politician. I'm thinking of a different guy. Oops. <laughs> I don't know who I'm thinking. Of. Anyway, <laughs> good enough. But what if? Well, okay, so what if you're twins and you find two outlawed men? You kill, you both kill one, but one of them is before they're proven guilty, or one of them is is while they're still outlawed, and the other one's after they've been outlawed. Like, no, I killed him. No, yeah. I killed him. You're just the Spider-Man <laughs> picture, just pointing at one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and just go on the record, it's Harlan Coben. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I was thinking. Of- that was nowhere near what you... No, no. Jeremy Corbyn. That's close though. Yeah. Corbyn. Corbyn. So in, That's what made me think of it. In 1255, King Henry III, bringing him back, uh, outlawed over 70 murders, murderers and took their wealth and land for himself. The next year, another 70 were outlawed. Uh, 1279, the Northumbrian courts outlawed another 64. Now, this all sounds horrible, but it did give the accused and convicted a strange opportunity that most didn't receive. Because unlike hanging or beheading or any other type of physical or mental torture that can never never truly be reversed, outlaws, if they were indeed innocent of charges, actually had a chance to get their ruling overturned. If they were able to find evidence or witnesses that could prove they weren't guilty, the court would put them back under the protection of the law. Or they could file for a pardon, which didn't say that they were innocent, but that they had served enough time under the punishment. Again, uh, just like it is now, you have to prove you're innocent. Not, you You don't have to prove you might not be guilty. You have to prove that you definitely are not. Uh, this didn't happen a ton, but it did happen. The thing is, you wouldn't technically be a... You would technically 
be a new person. And wouldn't always have your uh, prior possessions or titles returned to you. It really depended on the circumstance, how far the case went, uh, be it county court, king's court, parliament. Um, you wouldn't have to live in constant fear of being robbed or murdered anymore, any more than normal in the 1200s anyway. Um, I guess that all kind of depends on who you are and who you know and who you're friends with. Uh, if you're if you're in good with the king or in good with somebody in parliament or that county court, it's a good chance you get all your shit back, your title, all that. Um, if you rub people the wrong way, I can't imagine that you're getting any of your stuff back. I can probably only imagine that space, yeah, it's a part partially as well on what the wealth of that is. I mean, I say if like if you're some little stupid sheep farmer from Uktway that only has about two sheep to his name and stuff like that, then they really couldn't care. Whereas you never know. Yeah. Well, I don't sheep know. are probably thinking like hey, I mean, sheep are probably dead by now. Yeah, well, there's probably a chance that they're going to take somebody who's a bit more, let's say, publicly known in a position like let's say like the local town baker who happens to be Dimple Dick and <laughs> he uh, make an example of him. Dimple Dick Crunch fucking killed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. If you're like some high flutant baron or something and you have thousands of acres of land and you have wife and daughters and sons and cattle and all this, if you're good with the king, you might get all that shit back. Yeah. You can't, can't promise you're getting your wife or your kids back because, you know, what happens to them is what happens to them. It is medieval England. Um, but you might get your land, your title back. If you were an asshole to the king or the king just didn't like the way you walked, it's a good chance. Uh, okay, you, 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 nobody's going to kill you now. At least nobody's going to go out and try to kill you now. Uh, but you're just going to be poor and you're going to have to figure out shit on your own. So, As I said before, it's a cheap divorce. Yes. It's a very cheap divorce. So if you want out of your family, uh, yeah, just go out and kill somebody and then... Uh, run and don't let them catch pretend you. to kill somebody yeah. you know what i mean it, 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 well even yeah. e even if it's like petty stuff you you could you could be outlawed for petty shit too uh civil and minor crimes uh they it just takes longer so just never show up to court no matter what you do never show up to court eventually they'll outlaw you you'll lose all your shit and finally your wife will come find you and you'll be like oh ho, ho, ho. <sighs> not your husband babe <laughs> I'm a different man now. My name's Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I know we used to have a thing, but we went our separate ways. <laughs> you gotta let me go. <laughs> oh fuck! So the practice did finally fade away, mostly because of the greater population density of the country, which made it harder for wanted fugitives to evade capture and the adoption of international extradition packs. Um, by the time you know, a couple centuries later and, and the the population has exploded. There's going to be wanted posters, I'm sure, up for you everywhere. Outler, I don't know if they posted like an outlery po you know, poster up. Um, this was a little bit before the printing press, so there's no newspaper. Uh, but you know, if, if your picture is posted all over the place and there are, you know, 100% more people than what there were before, it's a good chance you're not going to make it very far without getting captured and taken back to prison. Yeah. If, if 
if they're still looking for you. If you get outlawed and sent, but how, sent out, then how good were those? How good were those police sketch artists <laughs> back then, though? Just about like to know, like you know, Quill so, and Pen. Yeah, like as well as that, though, I'd say there was an awful lot of um, uh, marrying your cousin and stuff like that. Like, yo, know, so there could have been uh, um, an awful lot of um, people looking very similar, is my guess. Yeah. You know? But um, well, actually, that's a bit of a stupid statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, um, you know the, the 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 populations weren't that big, and blah, 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 you know that was actually a normal thing. Yeah, back in the day. Oh yeah, really. But um, yeah, unless you're from Kentucky, it's all kinds of messed up now. Um, Alabama, Mississippi. Yeah. Name. No offense to name a few more people from there, but you uh, know. unless you do that type of thing, then. I mean, come on. Hey, look, if you want to, go ahead. I don't care. As long as it's not with me. Yeah. Don't give a shit. Yeah. My mother's my sister. Anyway. Um... And and a lot of these people, you'll see when they when they get outlawed, uh, they like flee to France. France wouldn't send people back to England because France and England fucking hated each other. Um, but if you'd flee to like, if you, if you, if you'd flee somewhere that is more uh, friendly with the english there's a good chance that if they caught you they would send you back and then you're fucked so uh by the time it finally was abolished it was pretty much obsolete granted it didn't get abolished until 1938 yeah that's that's kind of messed up (laughs) but they're still doing ling chi in the 1900s so i mean we can't really say a lot about it that's true uh, and actually yeah i have something to talk about from the 1900s which is all messed up yeah we get to that in a few minutes yes, we will. <laughs> um but yeah. honestly it really hadn't been in practice a few decades before that so probably mid 1800s um actively happening in uh the uk it, 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 after that it just didn't really happen no now the concept of outlawry was reintroduced to british law but by the Australians and their colonial governments in the late 19th century to deal with the menace of bushranging. Now, that's where escaped convicts in the early years of the British settlements of Australia would use the bush as a refuge to hide from the authorities. The Felons Apprehension Act in New South Wales of 1865 provided that a judge could upon proof of sufficiently notorious conduct, issue a special bench warrant requiring a person to submit themselves to police custody before a given date or be declared an outlaw. An outlawed person could be apprehended, quote, alive or dead by any of the Queen's subjects, quote, whether a constable or not, and without, quote, being accountable for using of any deadly weapon in aid of such apprehension. So pretty much, kill him with whatever the fuck you got. We don't care. Yeah, so it's light them on fire. Yeah. Petrol, sure. chainsaws. Being Have fun with back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let your imagination Sustain. run wild. Bring, D- head crusher. bring D&D to life. <laughs> yeah. Acid splash? Go right ahead. Magic missile? If you Standard. can pull it off. 
Imagine somebody standing over him with a hammer. Natural 20, bitch. Bam. <laughs> he just takes, just standing above him with a fucking sledgehammer. And he takes out a dice and rolls it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the last thing you see is him smiling. Crit! Brings it down on your face. <laughs> oh, fuck. We always bring it back to D&D somehow. Anyway, yep. this was just like Edward Ned Kelly, a lifelong criminal, started his started in his young teens, learned very early about how to be a bush ranger from other older lifelong criminals. Now as he got older, more experienced, and bold, he put together the infamous Kelly Gang and terrorized the rim of civilized society near the outback. That is, until he and his gang got it in a shootout with the police where they killed a few policemen. Now, news of the police murders led to widespread fear of the Bush Rangers. On the 28th of October, 1878, the government of Victoria announced a reward of 200 pounds per head for their arrest, and this was soon increased to 500 pounds. Uh, I believe we had... We had we had brought it up earlier. I was like, at the end of it, with, with 500 pounds per head for what was eight of them, ended up being like $68,000 or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Or 68,000 yeah, pounds. Um, it's a lot of fucking money. On Yeah. Awful, awful lot of money yeah. back then. Now, you know, for somebody who is allegedly an innocent man who became one of the most wanted criminals the world has ever known. Yeah. And I said that so fucking quietly, actually, because... Um, an innocent man who became one of the most wanted <laughs> criminals the world has ever known. Because I was too far away from my microphone. <laughs> and all you're going to hear is... <laughs> uh, so on October 31st, 1878, the Victorian Parliament passed the Felon Apprehension Act, which came into, effect and came into effect the next day. Three days later, notices were published... Uh, throughout the colony, giving the Bush Rangers until the 12th of November to surrender themselves. The 15th, four members of the Kelly gang that had not surrendered themselves were declared outlaws. As a result, members of the gang could be killed without challenge by anyone finding them armed or who had a reasonable suspicion that they were armed. So I guess that is kind of the difference between the original outlawry and this one is that you had to show that they were, you know, armed and dangerous. Maybe your life was in uh, was in peril and you could, you know, kill, stand your ground law or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, honest, I mean, you could just kill them and give them a gun and say, he was going to use that on me. I don't think they're going to do a lot of fingerprint analysis. <laughs> Fingerprinting. Yeah. Well, let me go check the old CCTV that we have <laughs> sitting here in the middle of the outback. Yeah. Well, look, he's holding the gun. Fingerprints all over it. They're like, oh. <laughs> wipe those down that's disgusting <laughs> was it that john mulaney bit where it's like back when jack the ripper was around like sir there's blood everywhere hmm gross clean that up yeah <laughs> since you just real distinctive marking in the shape of what looks like somebody's fingertip shall we analyze this no <laughs> uh, i think that's so-and-so's sister hmm we'll never know okay yeah yeah <laughs> So the act would also penalize anyone who gave, quote, any aid, shelter, or sustenance to the outlaws or withheld information or gave false information to the authorities. So if you help them out in any way, again, no food or water, no, no, no water or fire, uh, 
But if you gave them shelter, if you gave them food, if you gave them money, if you knew where they were and you didn't actively go to the police and tell them, was just like lying to them. It was just like, I mean, it was just like helping them. So you could be held in contempt just for doing that. That's a bit, bit much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh, well, I, but you just think you're talking to the police, and you're like, "Oh yeah, about a week ago, I thought I saw one of them walking down the street." There's a good chance you could be thrown in prison for that shit. Just for yeah, I'm me. pretty sure I just yeah, like I'm pretty damn sure I just saw the impoverished son of an Irish immigrant who's pushed wrongfully <laughs> by police persecution into becoming. One of our most notorious post rangers. Are you are you reading an IMDb page? <laughs> Again, yes, yes, I am. Is Mick Jagger <laughs> on the cover of that? <laughs> yes, yes, he is. <laughs> People are like, "What the fuck are they?" Giving? We'll get to it in a few minutes. Yeah. I promise. I think it's funny. I have, to, I have to say, I think it's funny though hearing like the Kelly Gang thing. I was just think it's so original. Like, have you have you ever seen Flight of the Concords? Yes. Yeah, the way the breath starts to gang, the tough breaths. Uh-huh. That's just what made that just made me think of it straight away. It's like, yeah, we're the we're the tough Kellys. <laughs> the tough Kellys. I'm pretty sure the tough Kellys would actually fucking kill you. Yeah. So uh punishment for any of this was quote imprisonment with or without hard labor such for such period not exceeding fifteen years. So the maximum sentence was hard labor for fifteen years just for helping or not telling the police about seeing the Kelly gang or lying to them, obviously. Now, the Kelly, the Kelly gang would make themselves full suits of armor in case they were in any more shootouts and continued their crimes, uh, which would will lead to the first-generation Iron Man suit that Mick Jagger wears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just put a bit of context, yeah, yeah, so I'm always looking at the stupid little bits of media things, whatever, and when you mentioned Ned Kelly before, went in, had a look on IMDb, see if there are any Ned Kelly films, which turns out there are quite a few. One of them starring none other than Mick Jagger. Who looks nothing the like the pictures of Ned Kelly, by the way. Nothing. No, and he... Yeah, and like it, the poster is half of it is he's wearing the, the, the metal suit. And um, I just think it's very funny the way, as I said before, Ned Kelly's supposed to be the son of an Irish man living in Australia and they get Mick Jagger of all people <laughs> to play him. They can bring it back to the whole I, thing of I, um, Highlander and uh, <laughs> the Scottish, Scottish man to play the Spanish prince and the Swede to play this. Scottish guy. Yeah. Uh, Matt Gregorio Montoya, son of a Spanish prince. <laughs> Matt, yes. Matt Damon playing a Chinaman. Oh, <laughs> that, that, that in itself. It, I, I was looking at things for that. And if you'd look at it, is it just me? If you're to Google it there now, I don't know if you can, but yeah. is it just me or did they have his face digitally altered to try and make it look like his eyes are probably a little bit more ape? Probably. And it's like he's meant to be like almost dubbed. When you look at it, it's like it's meant to be, as if you speak in English, but dubbed or something. It's like they intentionally put the audio off, or else it was just a terrible copy that I saw. <laughs> but it looks like it, it's trying to. How do make we make? How do we make Matt Damon look a little more Asian? Let's fuck with the sound a little bit to make it more Godzilla-y. 
Yeah. Be like, well, that's a different, that's, that's Japanese and this is Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> all Americans don't care. It's all the same. <laughs> Which is true. Most of us don't know the difference. Well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> For all you know, he is Chinese. That's a possibility. He could have some um, uh, Asian ancestry. We don't know. Mm. Now. Yeah, I, I don't. Ah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so Kelly and his gang stayed outlawed. For a couple more years as they continued their crimes. And in 1880, almost exactly two years later, they got in yet another shootout with the police. Ned Kelly being the only of the gang to survive. He was put on trial, found guilty, and November 11th, he was hanged. So, spoiler, if you ever want to see any of the Ned Kelly gang movies, uh, he dies at the end, I imagine. Unless it's like Titanic and he dies in the middle and then some old lady throws a stone into the ocean. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Ned Kelly-ish. <laughs> Ned Kelly-ish. Kind of. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, uh, there's one with uh, Heath Ledger as well. Yeah. That looks more like it's going to be like, I want to say that Brokeback Mountain was looking at the pictures of it. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. As long as there's a metal suit of armor. I don't think there is. That's the, I, I don't know. I, need to, I suppose I should probably watch it at some stage, but I, I don't think that's the... I don't know if they're going for a different vibe compared to the other one. Now, see, when we talked about this last time and, and, and you, you pulled that up and you were looking, like, well, Mick Jagger was in a movie about him. I was like, oh, okay. And then I got to the part about where he had a giant uh, an armor suit. Dan's eyes oh, yeah, got real acid. big, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, it makes yeah. so much sense now, <laughs> because yeah. if you look at the, the if yeah, you the look at the poster, makes no sense. <laughs> if you look at the poster, it's half Mick Jagger, half yeah. old Iron Man. That's yeah, half Mick Jagger, half the Black Knight from <laughs> Holy Grail. Yes. What it is, and it, it, it makes zero sense when you don't know. Like I was sitting there and I was thinking about it, but I didn't want to say anything in case it or something but uh, yeah and i was just like why in god's name does he have half a helmet on <laughs> Tis just but a absolutely ridiculous <laughs> we call this a draw Ugh. now although the provisions of the uh oh, uh similar provisions were passed victoria and queensland this was the one in victoria was passed that helped them catch the kelly gang uh and although the provisions of New South Wales Felon Apprehension Act were not act exercised after the end of the bush-ranging era, they still remained on the books as law until 1976. So, the movie about Ned Kelly had came out before they took this law out of the books in Australia. That's ridiculous. <laughs> There's, I mean, you can get those books that uh, tell you weird laws that are still in effect for a lot of different places. And there's like, there's law, I don't remember what state it is. There's a law where you, you're not allowed to spit on the sidewalk on Sundays. That's still on the books. You can be arrested. Really? Yes, you could be arrested for. And that's, yet you can crazy. still marry your 13-year-old cousin in some of those states. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, yeah, apparently there was some law here. I don't know how true it is, but again, I'm, you know what I'm like for my facts. They're very few and far between. But um, yeah, apparently there was some law to do with like taxi slash cab drivers having to have a bale of hay or something from back in the day when it was horse-drawn carriages and they never wrote it out of the thing to so do with for the them law to sit on? licensing to do it in. 
No, it was for the horse. Feed the horse. Oh. The roots. So they had to have a bale of hay in the back of it, apparently. And apparently it was still in law for so long but, that technically somebody driving a car would have to have so what if you what if you go to, t- t- to get in a taxi and you're like i got some luggage i need to throw you know the boot for you or the trunk for us i need some i, mm-hmm. I got some luggage i need to throw back there and they open it up it was just a bale of hay back, yeah no sorry you can't take your bags it's just too much i hay. gotta feed the it's horse good. what horse well, you know yeah. the horse <laughs> He just kind of looks. So many horses. He just looks at you and wink. You know, the horse. <laughs> you have no idea what the fuck he's talking about, but you just got to go <laughs> along with it. Then you open the hood, as you'd call it, and you see there's a little tiny horse sitting inside. <laughs> yeah, there's no engine. There's no in, engine. In it's just a little horse. <laughs> yeah. There's a dozen little horses running in a wheel, running running a little hamster wheel that then turns the wheels. That's how engines work. Uh, did you guys have code name kid next kids next door over there? The cartoon? I uh, don't know. There's a, don't there's know. a cartoon. Maybe. Got me thinking. There's a cartoon Codename. called Codename Kids Next Door. And they had, Googling it. They had this massive treehouse. Yes, we did have that. The yes. whole thing that powers the treehouse is hamsters on wheels. So that, that made me think of that. I don't remember that now myself, but... That made me yeah, think of Yeah, I recognize yeah, it. Yeah, they, they pull back one of the walls, and it's nothing but hamsters on wheels powering the entire place. Dozens, yes. hundreds of them. That's basically how this entire country runs. Hey, <laughs> so, you know, you the lights are on hey, here because listen, of that. You don't have to tell me about yeah. hamsters and gerbils running the fucking country. <laughs> anyway, so you might be thinking, when did the term outlaw really start to change from living without protection to living outside of the law? Well, possi- possibly in Germany and Slavic countries, mid-15th to 19th century, uh, groups of outlaws composed of former prisoners, soldiers, you know, uh, became important social phenomena. Now, they lived off robbery, and their activity was often supported by the local inhabitants from the lower classes. Best known are Juraj Janosik in Slovakia, Oleksa Dobush in Ukraine, and Rosa Sandor in Hungary. And I'm sure I fucked all those names up. It's fine. Uh, these men and those that worked with them were known as highwaymen, highwaymen, and all became major folklore heroes of their respected times and countries, mostly because of stories of them stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. <gasps> Who's that, I wonder? Is it Robin Hood? Yes, mm. the inspirations for Robin Hood. Now, I, I, I hear a sassel. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you yeah. don't have to apologize. We love, we love the kid. I'm just glad my dog's not out here because he'd be loud as fuck. Uh, so that brings us to the discussion of what, how would that be today? If outlawry was still a thing, still used regularly today, it would be the fucking, worse. It would be the fucking purge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here you just you'd you'd probably just have a bunch of rednecks who all they want to do is kill things, and this would give them a reason. They're just gonna stand outside the courthouse with their shotgun and wait for somebody mm-hmm. to come out and hope that they're outlawed so they can fucking shoot them in the head and watch the blood splatter. I don't know about Ireland, but that would definitely happen in a large portion of this country. <laughs> if you're that would happen here, yeah. There's, there's so? enough um, scumbags and general idiots here that would do such a thing yeah conservative farmers who just want to get people off their fucking land 
Ah, uh, they'd be the least ones I'd worry about the least. Oh, yeah. You know, it'd be uh, address. I'll send you a video later of the sort of people that you'd have around here that I know would welcome the purge. Oh, oh, there's, there's a lot that would welcome the purge to take care of those said people. Yeah, there's a lot of people so. here that would welcome the purge. Sometimes I'm one of them, but that quickly goes away when I realize that I don't own a gun and I would probably die. One of the rare Americans. Same here. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, pop culture wise, Dan, I know we talked about the couple movies. Uh, what else do you have? I know, I know. There's one. My, my, there's one certain songstress that we that we uh, reference. Yeah, several sorry. Times. Look, if I get rid of this cat from <laughs> sitting up on top of my head, get down, sorry, get down. Thank you. Okay. Oh, he might stay there now. I don't know, but anyway, yeah. So um, we're two for two here now with uh, Taylor Swift and her song "Exile" featuring Bon Iver. So that's another um, another Taylor Swift song now to go into the books. Yeah. And um, the band. Got the lyrics here, but I'm trying to, uh, the only exile things I can find is her saying, hold on, sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah, because he's just going over the damn microphone. Um, Yeah, so lyric wise, it's just, yeah, now I'm, an ex- I'm in exile, seeing you out. I think I've seen this film before. So I'm leaving outside the door. Uh, out the side door that's poetic she's gonna leave out the side door and then run for her life because she's been outlawed and everybody's gonna come try and kill her yep basically yeah so that's that's uh i haven't listened to the song and i won't be listening to the song either so um outside of that then yeah it was just the the movies yeah um which of the likes of ned kelly and stuff like that but then you could look at any western to do with the more well-known version of outlawry yeah um things to do with exile i'm pretty sure that's uh you can find it an awful lot of movies yeah and things to do with yeah. exile in general like i know was it one of the things in pop culture the predators was that they were supposed to be exiled in order to complete their hunts and things like that yes so that's one thing I didn't for think you. about that have you <laughs> seen the new predator i have have you July, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't as groundbreaking as everybody keeps making it out to be. I kept hearing, oh, it's like the greatest thing ever made. I was like, it's good. Well, yeah. You know, no, I wasn't. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. I could see mm-hmm. them doing that. Like, they can go throughout the eons of human history and yeah. put a predator uh, in each one of those and see how it is. And I think it would be entertaining. I, well, I, I liked it. it. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Groundbreaking? I don't know if I'd say it was groundbreaking. It was definitely different than what they normally do, but yeah, uh, not groundbreaking. But I, no, no. Good. I thought, yeah, I thought it was very good. Um, apparently, there's a version you can watch where they speak in. Um, I I don't want to say the I know it's like Native American. Whatever. I don't Native know American which. American. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not apparently sure there's a version where you can watch yeah. it. Yeah. Um, because I was giving out <laughs> that they jumped back and forth, but then somebody said to me, "Oh, you can actually watch it in." their native language like it apparently they've recorded the whole thing audio wise really? in whatever version I, mean, I can't remember because again it says what it is in it but i can't remember what it is yeah um which i think is pretty cool because um because i can only assume that the just the parts in it where the guy was starting like french or whatever starts speaking in english yeah and like oh you can speak english like obviously then they be speaking their native language there instead mm-hmm. um well, I think they should have just gone all um, apocalypto on it and just released it. Yeah, 
in yeah, just, yeah, just have. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It it that's not really that big of a deal to me if they're speaking English or if they're speaking. You were speaking their native language, fine. Put them native na native language. I'll put on the captions. I don't give a shit. You want to have them speak in English the whole time? Fine. I don't give a shit. I can use. You know, it's it's uh, you know, you got to use your imagination sometimes when you go into shit like that like, oh they're making it so i can i have one of those earworms from hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy where i a babble fish where i can understand yeah, yeah. everything every culture stuff, yeah. so that's fine <laughs> which i'm hoping someday that becomes a thing it'll prove Hopefully. the prove the non-existence of god it will be the uh again back to D D, but the ultimate thing to have in D D, surely oh god yeah imagine that pretty cool um but um other than that yeah the only other thing i can think of is said before the heavy hitting item of irish history to do with what is yeah. technically a form of exile which is uh, -huh. uh the magdalen laundries which we can i don't know probably covered to some extent in more detail at some stage but uh oh no definitely I, it's yeah. on the list but go mm. ahead and let tell 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 the people that don't know because i had never heard of this before when you told me and it, it it's, oh. it's, it's it's distressing and interesting all the same yeah well again the 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 I need to look up the exact facts of things, but it was run basically it was industrial laundries that were run by different sectors of the Catholic Church and in Ireland, and it was run from the 18th century up until the late 20th century. So it closed down. I think it was 1993 was then the last one closed down, and the whole point was really originally they were supposed to be like these institutions for like women in general or whatever, but then they quickly became these things where they were known as Magdalene asylums, which were basically houses for what they referred to as fallen women, who were another word for prostitutes as they yeah. deemed them to be prostitutes because it was women who got pregnant outside of wedlock. Oh, yeah. So Dirty whores getting yeah. pregnant outside of wedlock. <laughs> yeah, how, how dare you possibly be raped and then, and then try to have a child out of wedlock? Yeah, well, even the ones who chose to just like i mean like so like remember like we were talking before about um oh which you remember like the like a man would get a woman pregnant and then he'd basically say oh no i didn't do that and then she began to get the breast ripper and stuff like that like you know these yeah. incidents like that like where a married yeah. man could end up getting a woman pregnant and then she's the one that ends up in the laundry so the whole thing was i would say mm -hmm. after like industrial laundries and um women would be in there and they'd be pregnant an awful lot of cases in there to have the babies there and an awful lot of cases, the babies never made it over there. There are things nowadays of people who were babies that came from there trying to find their parents, trying to find their mothers. Um, and there were, uh, let me see here, does the okay? I just wanted to make sure they got the number right. So it was unmarked graves of 155 women were uncovered in a particular convent rounds in one of the laundries. And if Jesus memory serves Christ. correctly, there was a septic tank found full of babies. Yeah. One of them. Um, yeah, and how, how many of these laundries were there? I think there was, I think it was eight or something like that in total. That by the end, like um, there was I think might have been more, but um, it's how many were because I had the numbers written down. So it says here in Wikipedia it's estimated that thirty thousand um women were um put into these, but apparently that record is skewed because of the fact that not every one of them would have been documented. Oh no! That way, you know. So the chances not every, are not every one of them would have gotten a Christian burial either, depending on the woman and what she had done. Some of them would have just been tossed. So the ones that they found definitely aren't the only ones that there were. Yeah, 
yeah, and other women didn't necessarily die in here themselves either. You know, like it was like some of those would have all right, yeah, and some of them would have been babies' deaths, but like women did get through them, and then as they came to adulthood, were sent out of them because of the fact that they um, were adults then at that stage, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I think it was people of a particular age, but again, it's one of those things that I have to double check to make sure. But uh, yeah, so I was running all the way up into the 90s and um, it, it was one of those things where Not allegedly the government didn't know anything about exactly what was yeah. happening, sure. which is complete yeah. murder, yeah. Um, and uh, to put everybody's mind at rest now, just because of all the atrocities, you know, um, the, there was a formal state apology issued in 2013, which, wow. you know, obviously helps out an awful lot. Everything's fine now. Yeah. And it was a 50 million pound, even though we deal in euro, I don't know why it's pound, um, Compensation scheme set up for the survivors, um, but that's uh, the Catholic Church for you. That's when you happen to mix church and state. Yep. And um, if you uh, decided to have sexual intercourse as a woman in Ireland, any time up to nineteen ninety three, and not be married, and we're under strict religious family that sort of stuff could happen to you like there's been tv series been movies about it there's one called um the magdalene sisters it's a very famous mm-hmm. film about it and um, well we're to watch it's not as heavy hitting it's as they could go with them even though it's still very heavy if what if they it. did like the brooklyn 99 aspect with it and turned it into a comedy oh that would have come down well <laughs> <laughs> somebody yeah. would try yeah i'm pretty oh, sure <laughs> but um yeah i can only imagine the uproar that would happen from that because of the um lost another baby (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah it's uh it's pretty pretty uh pretty fucked up yeah that's some heavy uh that's some heavy fucking shit that's actually Mm -hmm. one of the things um one of the very few things that charles dickens did what um that was didn't show that he was complete complete fucking asshole was he actually ran a boarding house for prostitutes and women who have had babies outside of marriage and all that shit and uh, actually helped um, rehab them and put them back out into society as um, quote unquote better women. A lot of them got married off and the, he shipped them to Australia or to America to get yeah, yeah. them out of England because of how horrible it was. Um, one of the very few times you'll ever hear me compliment Charles Dickens because I know a lot about the man and he was a fucking asshole. Anyway, moving along. <laughs> he was, he was a dick, especially to his wife. Uh, wives. He was a fucking ass. and his and his kids. He was he was just a, he was a fucking douche. Uh, just men, pretty fucking pretty uh, men of that time. They all seem to be a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, flirtatious women were also chucked into. The, well, um, yeah. I mean, you can't show interest in anybody or anything, or mm. or you can't. You can't do something that would make a man think you were showing interest when you really weren't. Of course. That's, that's completely your fault. You looked at a guy, and now he thinks, oh, she must want me. Well, for all those guys who go to the Hooters bars, and the woman's nice to you for the tip, and uh, then you you automatically think that she wants to go home with you. She she doesn't. Just so you know. Do they oh, have Hooters uh, over and no, we don't have we don't have Hooters here. No. <laughs> Nothing even close to it as far as more. Um, yeah, I, I uh, just to correct a bit of a thing here because I double checked it just to make sure. So, um, so you can edit this thinking section out. 
Um, the babies and septic tanks, it doesn't look like it was part of that. It was, where's this going? It's the Bon Secours mother and baby home. Now, whether or not that is in any way linked to it, mm. I don't know. But apparently there was a mass grave containing 800 babies Holy in a septic tank. Holy fucking hell. Yep. Where the fuck did the shit go if you got 800 babies in your goddamn septic tank? Well, it was a mother and a baby home. Um, the Order of the Bon Secours Sisters, led by Mother Hortensie McNamara in a tomb, which is in the county of Mead here, workhouse in 1925. And basically, it was the same kind of idea. It was a workhouse. So same thing, just and led by the, by, um, by the Roman Catholic Church, just not of course. a laundry. It was a different thing, basically. What it looks no, I, but I bet if you looked at some of those laundries, you'd probably find shit like that, though. Oh, 100%. You would, like but said, that, no, that's... 150-odd that... unmarked graves just in one... I think that's the I think that's the big question. I can't I can't run grease down my kitchen sink without my fucking basement flooding with water. How the fuck do they get 800 newborns in a septic tank without shit being everywhere? I don't know. And I think it's very ironic though of this um country to basically there's the usual very stereotypical thing here of people who um, really don't have any actual clue about anything that happened let's say um giving out about english and the english rule and the and everything like that without actually knowing a single ounce of irish history or anything yeah. to do with it and they just assume oh i'm gonna have to hate english because they're english and i'm irish and yet they are devout catholics and that's the sort of stuff like that yeah happens. oh but that that's pretty prevalent everywhere it's the same thing over here i'm still learning things about american history and our history isn't near as old as your history and i'm still learning things about our history that happened just a few decades ago that we don't know about because they refuse to teach it because if you teach that then it looks bad it looks bad they're trying to get rid of all that shit now out of our, yeah. out of classrooms well we don't want to learn we don't want people to learn about you know when we had slaves, we don't people learned about racism. They're trying to take the Holocaust out and all that shit because yeah, they don't white man them. bad yeah. make you feel really sad about it. Can't be doing yeah. that. What's up? I'm gonna go run to the bathroom. Okay. Love you too. Yes. Bye Stephanie, bye. Yeah. I've I've hit record a few times. <laughs> she goes, she bye don't forget bye. to hit record. So bye I haven't hit record. <laughs> Dan says bye. If I hit haven't hit record by now, we're completely fucked. <laughs> Just for so, everybody um, else's sake, I've been uh, recording uh, secret messages while I've been swapping over to Zoom calls. I love you too. Yeah. You said that to me, Kevin. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you're going to start a podcast, get a private area where you cannot be disturbed. Yeah, by cats or wives. <laughs> she, she's still standing there. Did you hear me? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. Um, so for the hint for the next episode, which will actually be uh, probably a series, I'm guessing two episodes. I don't know yet because I'm still writing it. But if I had to guess, probably two episodes. It's... Today is the first day of the rest of your life. For those of you who know about cults and shit, that'll 
you'll already know who I'm talking about. For those of you who don't, this. yes. For those of you who don't, uh, you might you, you'll be surprised. I'm not gonna say pleasantly surprised because it's kind of fucked up, but it wouldn't be on this show if it wasn't. That's like everything we talk about. One last thing as well, and before we go, is the uh, yeah, it was the uh, the lady who gave us their one known review at the time. Yes. Big. Oh, we were supposed to put that at the beginning of the episode. I remember. Bethina. 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 I think it's Bethina. 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 Beth- uh, yeah, sorry for. Look, it's it's not even a Slovak name, and we're still butchering it. Yeah. But um, we said it right much... at least one of those times. Yeah, and my exact statement was, "Oh, Bethina, she's obviously fucked up in the head." Listen, I looked back and checked the message. Um, thanks very much for that. And yes, five star review have, on Apple. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm just gonna jump in here just uh, real quick. Um, I wish we would have known this when we recorded this episode. We did not. But the Beth that left us the glowing review on Apple Podcast is actually the same Beth that hosts the True Crime B and B podcast that started off this episode. Uh, they do amazing work over there. The show's great. Do yourself a favor, do us a favor when this episode is over in you know just a few minutes. Go to our show notes, click on their link, go check out their show. You will not be disappointed, I promise. All right, okay, back to the show. And a big thanks and shout out then to Andre and Sarah as well. It seems we popped Andre's um podcast, Cherry. Mm. He started listening, he's like gotten into the podcasts, and yeah, I warned him about and- serial too. So yes, is that, and then I said, well, I hope you didn't give him any better podcasts to listen to. And you're like, oh, I told him to go listen to Serial. I was like, fuck, you picked one of the best ones. Serial and Shit Town were basically what I told him to listen oh, to. Oh, god damn, even a better one. Yeah. <laughs> Shit Town is amazing. I, I love it. Yeah, I absolutely love that. But um, yeah, yeah he, he's going through ours first. And like Sarah then is his partner who uh, yeah. message, sent me that message that I sent on to you, saying you should get onto uh-huh. the airplane, download the episode. So, um, yeah, so Andre and Sarah, thank you so much, uh, for listening. It really means a lot to us. Um, if you want to, uh, like subscribe, follow, leave a little rate and review, we really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Um, you can get a hold of us on Twitter and Instagram at torture pod. Email us, please fucking email us. We would love to hear from you guys. We'll fucking, I'll read them on, on the air. I don't give a shit. Fucking email us. Let us know what you think. Uh, torture Good, bad, pod. or indifferent. Yes, torturepod at gmail.com. If you fucking hate the show, email us and tell us, and we will let everybody know you hate the show and why you hate the show, and we probably won't do anything to fix it, but God damn it, it's nice to know. <laughs> <laughs> or if you just want to say, hey, listen to the episode, uh, it was a show. Thanks. That's fine. Be like, let, let we want less torture, more D&D, more food, more cats. <laughs> That's going to be yeah. more Kevin's wife shouting in the background. Or your wife shouting. Luckily, we were yeah, recording yeah. at the time about your son in the bathroom. Nope. <laughs> All right. Fuck. Well, I think that's I think that's enough for today. I'm exhausted. Yeah. We're going to have to try and find some um, alcoholic beverages, I think, to start pairing with. I would imagine they have some type of outlaw beer somewhere. I imagine. Oh, no, 100% they do. Oh, no. Outlaw yeah, whiskey, yeah. outlaw bourbon. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, sure. Um, all that shit. What you call it is like the frontier style whiskey stuff. Um, yeah. Brewing and bathtubs kind of job is. Oh, what's the name of it again? I'll have to look it up. A friend of mine who sadly passed away earlier on this year introduced me to yeah. it. Um, oh. He, ooh, um, I can't remember the name, but now I'd have to look it up. 
put it some of these are going to be go yeah. to have a bottle downstairs and things so i'll have to go oh, okay some of these are going to be pretty easy for you to pair up mm-hmm. with i don't know like even with like robert hansen you, you get the uh, cake batter vodka or whatever you know yeah, yeah. i don't know if you're going to be able to find like a bassination tequila anywhere <laughs> Hey, look, like I'm that. sorry. Have you <laughs> ever had um, Irish pudding? That'll tear your eyes right out. So <laughs> that's that's to do the job, you know. That's called bullet uh, bourbon. That's the name. That's, that's that's called bullet. 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 Yeah, it's really good. It's just hmm. look it up. Like the bottles look like really old school, like yeah. Wild West bottles. Like you know that somebody also made in their bathtub. Just the one nice. little ring that you got to put the finger through and like hold it like that and take a oh, drink. Oh no, 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 not to that extent. No, no, it's oh, not. Okay. It's, not the, it's not the jokes. No. Um, After you drink them, you blow into them for music. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with, with that, I think we'll leave you all uh, to be. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you next time, guys. See ya. Sorry about that. <laughs> <Bye-bye>. <laughs>